Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks on the block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Welcome to the Detroit Kool-Aid, everybody. This is Griff coming at you here on a Friday. Uh, just run solo here today. Uh, me and Derek had a little trouble getting our schedules hooked up this week, so uh, hope you guys enjoy listening to me today. Once again, it's Friday, so that means it's going to be a weather report. It's going to be chilly outside. Winter's here, so it's a great weekend to sit inside, watch playoff football, some more great games this weekend. Uh, once again, too bad our beloved Lions aren't there, but I'm sure they'll be there soon. I mean, just look at the turnarounds that Cleveland had just a few years ago. They weren't 0-16. Buffalo was kind of wandering out in the desert for a few years. They're back. You know, They're looking really good this year again. Real tough team, not tough out. So, yeah, I know I'm always talking about the Packers and the Steelers and the Cowboys. Cowboys. But yeah, it's really nice to see some different blood in there. Um, be enjoying watching the game, especially that uh, Cleveland-Kansas City game. That's um, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a nice uh, high-scoring uh, game right there, so uh, not too much defense happening. So once again, just uh, Saturday, Sunday, if you know, you're not one of those cold-weather people that like, don't like to go outside and ski or sled or anything like that, hang out inside and uh, watch some good football this weekend. And as always, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. So first thing I really want to touch on was once again was um, some real good talent in that national championship game Monday night. I know a lot of people were impressed. Me, you know, Devontae Smith, you know, looking real, real good. Najee Harris out of the backfield looking good. Uh, Justin Fields, you know, looked pretty decent here and there. You missed a couple throws, but that's fine. Um, it was another thing is uh, what Jalen Waddle he came back you know he had that in, um, early in the game had that really nice crossing route and then had a little bit of a limp afterwards so I mean there's obviously going to be some talent there that the Lions may look at um, I know there's a lot of people looking at you know wide receiver format they had that early first round pick but you know right now I mean haven't broken down a whole lot of tape I know Derek's been doing that starting to do that you know get his whole list together. Um, gosh, but you're really hoping the Lions, you know, get some defense. I mean, don't get me wrong, Devontae Smith, you know, set off a record, you know, for the national championship game or Alabama bowl game or whatever, you know, doing that in the first half. You know, they couldn't, you know, Ohio State couldn't cover him. It just he made everybody on that Ohio State defense just look slow. So it's one of those things, like, if you're going to watch that tape and want to draft anybody from that Ohio State defense, I mean, I realize, you know, Sean Wade's pretty decent, but gosh, I mean, Ohio State's linebackers just look plotting slow. So really, I don't want any of those guys, you know, I'm a Lions fan. We just saw the last few years where, you know, slow plotting linebackers will get you. So, you know, I don't want any of those guys. But once again, I've, you know, only watched those guys on game, you know, for my lazy boy, me doing my lazy boy scouting. So I, I still don't think uh, Ohio State's defense ain't, you know, ain't one that great. But, you know, once again, you know, that's just, that's just me talking. So you guys, if you, if you all disagree, you know, hit me up on Twitter at, you know, at DKC. I always love to talk, you know, some college football right there. But still, 
Let's hope that the Lions are looking for some defense, you know, early in the draft and a whole lot of that draft because that defense needs an awful lot of help, and I'm pretty sure we all know that. Uh, next thing it's kind of, I've been kind of hearing a lot about, or people wondering because of, was it um, Deshaun Watson. He's uh, not happy down in uh, Houston after they uh, hired another guy from, you know, the Patriots. Not quite for sure what uh, people still think. I mean, I don't know, has, has the Patriot way kind of lost its luster this year, or is it just one of those, oh, it's a rebuilding year, you know, Bill Belichick will be back next year, we'll be fine there, you know, just keep hiring the guy, they're the ones bringing in all the talent, And but still, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the coaching up there, it just, you know, seems that, you know, a lot of a lot of um, limbs off the Belichick tree just uh, don't grow and flourish like you'd hope it would. I know Miami's got a good coach there, a lot of people are impressed with the Giants coach, you know, off the Belichick tree, but... You know, that happens a lot of places. I remember Eric Mangini had some good years with the Jets, and everybody's like, oh, look at Hill pan out, and, you know, that really didn't happen. So just one of those things. I mean, I can see where Deshaun Watson, you know, was frustrated with it, and everybody's like, oh, we should trade for him. So I'm I'm seeing all this stuff all over the place. People are putting, like, trade offers together, like, oh, we'll give him Stafford and our first-round pick and, you know, a second-round pick next year. And, and, and there was one point, you know, um, me and Derek, we're chatting about this, and we're like, you know, why would Houston do that trade? You know, it's like, yeah, they're getting all the picks. But then again, why would Detroit do that trade? I mean, Detroit needs a lot of help. And I know I always say it, prospects are suspect till they do something. But there's a point where it's just you can't give a, a bunch of draft picks. You know, I mean, Watson, he's a good quarterback. You know, he is. I mean, I know Dabo Sweeney called him the uh, was the uh, Michael Jordan of football, which, I mean, come on, man. It's, you know, Derek Derek pokes at me still about, you know, Jelani Devai being a poor man's Chris Buhlman, but, you know, calling, you know, Deshaun Watson the Michael Jordan of football, it's like, yeah, okay, let's just, you know, pump the brakes right there, okay? I mean, yeah, he's good, but, you know, he ain't that good, you know? And so, I don't know, like, trading Detroit, train a lot of their future away, you know, in draft picks, because once again, I mean, Watson is a, you know, he is a commodity there, and, you know, he's done some good things, but, I think he's also one of those quarterbacks that needs a little bit of talent around him. I'm not saying he needs a stacked, you know, deck, you know, like, you know, some quarterbacks look great with, um, you know, a st- you know, a stacked team around him when they don't make anybody around him better, <coughs> Baker Mayfield. But um, that's one of those things where I think, you know, if he has marginal talent, I think he's a marginal quarterback. Um, once again, feel free to disagree with me, but um, if you're willing to give up Matt Stafford a first-round pick and a, you know, a second-round pick, or some of these other trade offers where it seems like the Lions are mortgaging their future for it, you know, I mean, I'm not willing to do that. I mean, like I said, he's a decent quarterback, but I don't know. You know speaking of Watsons, wouldn't, wouldn't you rather have like Randy Watson singing the the Lions, uh, you know, you know, after-score touchdown song, you know, their fight song, that'd be awesome if you have Brandy Watson and Sexual Chocolate down there, you know, singing that, you know, down the field then gain, you know, how sweet would that be, but uh, I think that'd be the Watson I'd want on the team as opposed to uh, Sean Watson from Houston, so I'm not making that trade anytime soon, I'm not looking to do that anytime soon. Once again, whoever the uh, new GM, you know, comes out to be, I guess, one, obviously, the other one's going to be putting the, uh, the, the squad together if they feel they want to do that I don't think so but uh I mean once again from everything you're reading I mean it'd be a pretty steep trade and also the um it seems like 
a lot of stuff's coming out where Stafford's still going to be here for a couple years. You know, simply, you know, one of his contract and two, I mean, he's still pretty, he's still a franchise quarterback. You know, he's a starter. We all know what, what he is. And I know me and Derek both agreed it might be time just to move on, you know, see if you can get something for him. Um, you know, I was you know, listening to the radio today and they're like, you know, you don't think the Patriots would be willing to give up their first round pick for him? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the Patriots are looking to do. Maybe they want to go get another quarterback. Maybe can do like some more runs. I mean, I mean, let's face it. I mean, their their offense doesn't have a whole lot of stout talent on it, and Stafford's been known to make a few guys better. But it's one of those things where I remember for the longest time it was always like, well, Stafford, you got to get him weapons. Got to get him weapons. It, so I would always like for you know Derek questions his toughness. Lately, I always like you know it makes it sound like you know he's you know, you know, tough as nails, you know, always out on the field no matter what. You know, for the longest time, it was like Stafford always needs a bunch of talent around him. That's why they drafted the way they did. Brandon Pettigrew, Eric Ebron, you know, the wide receivers, you know, drafting up, you know, trading up to get Javon, you know, with Javid Best. And you know, everybody was always like, oh, you need always talent around him. And, I mean, there is, I mean, there's plenty of quarterbacks that need talent, you know, to, to prove themselves. But I still think there's quarterbacks out there with limited talent, you know, and they, they make them better. I mean, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of Aaron Rodgers. I think everybody knows the smugness, how much I don't like that guy. But, you know, really, I mean, he's a quarterback that does make players around him better. And, yeah, he gets a few calls. But still, I mean, he's a good quarterback. Let's face it, he's a good quarterback. So to say that Deshaun Watson's one of those guys that if he doesn't have superior talent around him, he's going to make them better – I don't think he's one of those guys. I mean, yeah, he's mobile. He's got a good arm. and But it's, it's one of those things. I, I still think he needs some sort of talent to be a good quarterback. I mean, we all kind of saw what they did this year. I mean, yeah, they traded Hopkins away. And Hopkins, I mean, one of the premier wide receivers in the league. I got it. But really, I mean, this this team wasn't like losing games like 45 to 38. It's not like Watson was out there just putting a ball, you know, helping this team score a whole bunch of points. And I, I still think he needs some talent. And right now, the Lions, where they're at with the salary cap, all the guys that are you know free agents on on this offense. Yeah, they got Swift, and yeah, Carryon Johnson's still there, and they have T.J. Hawkinson. I, I mean, really, with um, young to no wide receivers on this team, I don't know if Deshaun Watson making a trade for him is is the wisest move. So that's something I would stay away from. I wouldn't plan on doing that, and um. I would just uh, I wouldn't consider if uh, if I was the Lions, but who knows what the Lions are thinking? Sometimes they might want you know the the new person may want to come in and may want to do a big splash or something like that. So me, once again, I'm looking to stay away from that. Um, one other thing, uh, speaking of the Lions wide receivers, I don't know if anybody's seen some of these. I mean, I know I've I've picked up some of these articles. My favorite spot last 24/7, as as Derek says. But uh, still, I mean, does anybody see like those contract demands Kenny Galladay is putting out there? It's like, dude, I mean, yeah, you're good, but I don't think you're that good. I mean, considering what you played five games this year, and it was one of those nagging hip injuries, and all of a sudden, I, I mean, once again, I still think you're gonna get somewhere like was it north of 15 or north of 17? I can't remember exactly. I think I said north of 17. North is what I was predicting. But like your contract demands for what you're for what you're looking for, I mean, I mean, Derek, like Derek says, you're not a top ten. I mean, dude, you're you're looking for that. I mean, it's just, come on, like, I mean, I don't know who your agent is, but let's be realistic here, okay? I mean, those numbers you're looking for, you know, that's 
you know, it's time to pump the brakes on there, buddy. I mean, it's like, uh, it's like, oh, what I could be. Well, we saw what you could be. You sat out pretty much all the whole year. I mean, you played a third of the season, if that. You know, so uh, I don't know what you're looking for is, is really realistic in, in in what you're what you're thinking there. So one of those things, like I'm not saying you're going to give the Lions a hometown discount. Maybe you still want to consider the Lions. Uh, depending on who their coach and GM are going to be, if, if that's something you you're looking forward to, but um, gosh, I I can't remember. It was like five years or something like that, and you know, you know, eighty five million or something or some massive contract number. I can't remember right off the top of my head exactly what it is. I just when I first read, it, I just kind of dropped my jaw and went from there. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I mean, dude, you're good. I mean, I know I don't want to say it, you're lions good. I know Derek hates it when I say stuff something like that, but I think it's time to realize, you know, who you are and, you know, where you're at and, like, the way you were injured most of the year. And, yeah, you were great last year, but you didn't back it up. And me and Derek had this conversation about, you know, hey, you had one year, okay, cool. You know, do it again to kind of prove it. And I know that was one of those things where Derek kind of mentioned it back and forth, like, you know, kind of back it up and prove it. And that was what he didn't he didn't back it up. You know, I realized, oh, injuries did it. You know, that's, that's I mean, I don't want to say that's no excuse, but still. I mean, you know, five games and people are like, well, are you coming back? Is he coming back? Oh, okay, there's nothing to play for. No use playing him anymore. It's, I, I don't know what he's what he's thinking. You know, I mean, so contract demands. I mean, sure, you're looking for the big payday. I got it. It's your first real big contract. But this one, you may be trying to price yourself out of a market, and I don't know if anybody's going to give you that. Then uh, was it Marvin Jones? Uh, Marvin Jones, I read somewhere he was kind of interested, in maybe in like signing with the Dolphins. Um, <clears throat> maybe he just wants to go to warmer climate. Maybe he just likes it down there. I'm I'm not quite for sure where you know his hometown is. I guess I could have looked that up to, you know, get the thought process on that. But um, that's one of those things where maybe he just you know he likes the way the direction that 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 team's going. You know, once again, I know. Uh, me and Derek had mentioned it. Derek had talked about it. Maybe t- Miami was looking to move off Tua. There's kind of a rumor that they're looking maybe to see if they can get uh, Justin Fields down there. So the, the injury, his hip injury, has lingered a little more, cost him a little bit <clears throat> from what he could do in college. I know Derek likes, you know, always thought Tua was a winner, liked his moxie, what he could do. Once again, I'm not a huge fan of Alabama quarterbacks. I don't think they. I think they're a lot more game managers than anything. Nick Saban doesn't ask him to be great because they're already playing on pro teams down there at Alabama. And not everybody, you know, in college is obviously going to make the pros, but for as, for as good as everybody claims that the SEC is in football, I mean, still everybody on that defense, there's only a few guys, you know, two or three guys on those defenses that are great, where it seems like everybody on an Alabama offense is great. You know, they got pro offensive lines. I mean, pro wide receivers, you know, always a great running game. So Alabama quarterbacks, I don't think, ever really need to be great in college. They're they're already oh, – they just kind of got to be game managers. They just kind of got to be there. So if I, – I, I was never really th- – I never really thought highly of Tua coming out of college. I just – I just I thought at best he would just be an average quarterback. Nothing great. And to hear that a team's already ready to move off him. But, yeah, it might not have to do with – his play, but more have something to do with the the lingering injury that he got in college. But still, that's that's hard to hear, and I'm not quite for sure what uh, Marvin Jones, like I said, maybe just wants to go down to warm weather. I don't know. He's played really well. Derek said, you know, no use, like, 
I don't want to write the guy off and say like the Lions shouldn't try to sign him. He did. He had a had a great year for what he was out there. At one point, you know, he kind of disappeared. He came on really late in the end. I'm on one of those guys that seems like once again contract years. Guys try to show up more. People make fun of me for that, but it seems to hold out and hold true that when somebody knows they're going to get a contract, they want to produce a little more simply because that's what's left in the mind. It's the parting shot where GMs and teams are like, well, look at look at what this guy does. Look look what he can do. I mean, Marvin Jones has been around for a while, so everybody kind of knows what he can do. And I'm not seeing some massive payday for him at this age and his um where he is. I mean. I'm not saying he's old, but you know he's he's getting he's getting up there. You know he's definitely well seasoned, but um, he, I mean he's obviously going to look to get paid as much as possible. So you know the way he balled out those last few games, really got to hand it to him. I mean he really showed up. You know, considering he was really the the main wide receiver on that team at that point. Uh, Amendola was still around, but you know. Yeah, he's. I don't know if I'd bring him back. You know, he kind of really didn't do anything this year to impress me. And yeah, at this point, you know, I mean, yeah, they got Quintus Cephas, and they could go sign or draft some other guys as well. But uh, you know, see what you can do. I'd bring back Marvin Jones, but hey, if he's looking to you know go down to Miami or where there's warmer climate, I get it. You know, he can do what he wants at this point in his career. Like I said, maybe he just likes the way that team's going. But that's just, once again, just something I saw that I'm like, oh, okay, maybe he just wants to head down there and, you know, finish out his finish out his career down there. And if that's the case, more power to him. So, um, yeah, I would if I was the Lions, though, I would definitely look to try to try to get him back into the fold, though. So uh, let's do this. Um, I know you, you had a lot of uh, weeks where you weren't hearing any ads, but, you know, it's time to pay some bills again. Got to take a pause for the cause here and uh, – you know, get back to um, getting these bills paid for us so you keep listening to hit us here on the Detroit Kool-Aid. So I'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Derek Oakry of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And this is normally where I tell you about some of our great sponsors. But today... I want to tell you about my other Lions podcast. It's called Believe in Lions. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V on the Believe Podcasting Network with both myself and Lions legendary safety Benny Blades. Yeah, you know who he is. The hard-hitting safety Benny Blades played for the Lions. He also played for the U. You know what it is. The University of Miami, those Miami Hurricanes. He mentions it multiple times the show. Benny loves to talk about his hurricanes, his lions, and I love to play this soundbite on the show. We have a ton of fun on that show. We laugh, we joke, we talk lions. Like I said, he brings up the hurricanes. I talk about my Michigan Wolverines. Um, it's, it's a really fun show. Benny loves the lions. He tells great stories from his playing days, as well as uh, we're just rooting on this team. We B-L-E-A-V in the Lions. So please go ahead, find it on your favorite podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button and check it out. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. So check out Believe, B-L-E-A-V in Lions with myself and Benny Blades. Thank you guys so much. Welcome back to the Detroit Kool-Aid, everybody. Uh, this is Griff coming at you here on a Friday. Just 
talking some basic football here and um, a few things. Once again, just uh, kind of um, talked about, you know, you know, trading for Watson, the Lions wide receivers, you know. Once again, um, just uh, want to touch base on a few guys that played in the uh, game Monday night and, um, you know, maybe a few offensive guys that the Lions would look, be looking at. Once again, haven't broke down any tape yet. I know Derek's been starting to do that as well, so I'm sure we'll cover more players as the, as the off season goes on. <clears throat> um, what I did want to touch base with here, obviously it's, it's still ongoing, is the coaching and GM search. John Schneider signed an extension with um, Seattle this week, so uh, that takes him off the table. I don't know if um, they gave him any, I don't want to say, I don't want to say more power, but uh, Pete Carroll's the one who has the, the final say out there in Seattle, so anything that, um, you know, he's got the final say on players, personnel, so Schneider, you know, he's out there, you know, obviously looking for talent, but it would have been nice good here in Detroit, but I understand, you know, you, know, you want to stay in Seattle, that's fine, I got it. I mean, obviously Detroit moves on to the next one. I mean, they're still looking at um, what they brought Dobbs in, you know, Ed Dobbs, you know, from Indianapolis. There's a big rumor around his favorite guy is um, Salah as well. But uh, Salah, I don't know if you saw that earlier this week, he did get a second interview with the New York Jets. So, I don't know, it might be one of those things where Detroit, if you want somebody, you got to, you know, push the button now. If it Dobbs and Salah are your two guys, and you like them both, you know, if that's the guys you want to go do, you know, go for, do it. But it's obviously kind of getting a little late in the game here for that. I'm sure. Oh, everybody's like, oh, what are you talking? The playoffs aren't over yet, still. But if if he's your hot commodity, they're not in the playoffs. You you might have to just kind of pull the trigger and go with it. I mean, Dobbs was with Cleveland or with uh, Indianapolis, and the Colts got knocked out. So these are your guys. Go get them. Um, was it also you know Colbert still out there? The um the man who's um the from Pittsburgh. Once again, I mean, he was—he used to be a scout here in Detroit, so, you know, he's worked in the Lions organization before, so he kind of knows what he's walking into. I mean, everybody's like, oh, it's a different page with um, Sheila Ford Hamp. It's going to be different from, you know, from her parents, which, don't get me wrong, I really hope so. <clears throat> it seemed like, um, you know, you know, obviously William Clay would hang on to people way too long, you know, give them, you know, because they buddy-buddy up to them. It seemed like, you know, if they got a case of cigars from, you know, from a coach during you know, Christmas time or GM, you know, William Clay was keeping you around. I think um, Martha Ford, um, I think she, I don't want to say she pressed the panic button a little quicker where she wouldn't want to hang on as much, but I think with her, it's just, you know, age did not, you know, sit on her side as well. So I think she just kind of realized it was time for her to move on. So I think Sheila Ford Hamp, she's obviously going to be looking, you know, for the right people to lead this in, in the direction. So, you know, Colbert's dealt with the Ford family before. He's been here in Detroit. Like I said, he knows the organization. Once again, I, you know, I'd be happy with that one as well. So Dobbs, Colbert, you know, I'm okay with either one of those. I know Lou Riddick, a lot of people are asking for him as well. Once again, not comparing him to a Matt Millen type thing, but it, you know, once again, I mean, the guy's very knowledgeable about football as well. He's been here. I think he would do very well being able to judge um, today's modern day talent. Well, as long with the, as long as the other, as well as the other guys as well. So once again, Riddick, Dobbs, Colbert, all good picks. Um, the Lions continue to do a lot of interviews as well. Um, they asked, you know, to talk to Todd Bowles, defense coordinator from Tampa Bay. Yeah, I know Bowles was a coach before. I mean, Tampa Bay, you know, defense is decent. You know, got you know got some good talent there. 
you know, don't know how I feel about it. Um, they also interviewed, was it Dan Campbell, the assistant uh, coach down at uh, New Orleans. Now, <clears throat> that's another one. I mean, he used to play in Detroit, so obviously he knows he knows the you know Detroit as well. But I keep reading these things like, oh, I'd be okay with him as the coach. I'd be okay with him as the coach. And as I'm reading this, I'm just like, why? What is what has Dan Campbell done for people to be like, oh yeah, yeah, he'd be a fine coach here in Detroit. What? Because he's the top assistant in New Orleans. I mean, what? Because he always oh, played football. He, he knows it. At this point, I'm like, uh, I don't care. I mean, I don't know how excited I would be for Dan Campbell to come in here as the coach. And I'm sure, like, oh, yeah, he, he'll he say the right things. He'll know what to do. And like I said, he knows the organization. So I, I don't know if that gives him really the inside shot. But I, I can't see getting all stoked over Dan Campbell as the coach. And like I said, I'm reading this. But people are like, oh, I'm good with this. Yeah, that would, yeah I wouldn't be a bad hire. And it just makes no sense to me. I, I'm confused. Oh, he's the top assistant in New Orleans. So what? I mean, that that team is Sean Payton's team. And they got Drew Brees. I mean, it was like, well, we got Matt Stafford. Yeah, you're right. But they got Drew Brees, okay? They got Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Those are two proven commodities. And Dan Campbell's just kind of there as, you know, yeah, he's doing his job, assistant head coach. And But really, I mean, is he coordinating anything? I mean, they're just kind of watching practice, and this is the guy you want to, you know, put in the team? I mean, understand, do your due diligence. And interview as many people as you want. But um, I can't. I can't be picking up on Dan Campbell and getting all excited saying this team's obviously going in a new direction if they take Dan Campbell. I guess I kind of feel the same way with Todd Bowles, though, to a, to a point. I'm just like, you okay, Todd Bowles? I mean, I, I guess I get more excited over other guys, but it's just kind of the way I look at those two guys. And then Marvin Lewis. I mean, you're reading all this stuff like, ooh, Marvin Lewis. Oh, gosh, he said all the right things. Well, yeah, and I like Marvin Lewis. I really don't have a problem with the guy. But it's one of those things where it just seemed, yeah, he made the playoffs a number of times with the Bengals, but he never won a playoff game. And it was like, well, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. Well, and I think the the one that really hurt the most was, well, I can't remember the year off the top of my head, where what's the infamous Kimo Van Olhoffen game where he hit, you know, Carson Palmer and, you know, was a, you know, pretty much destroyed his knee in that playoff game where Cincinnati had, was, um, had, had obviously had a really good team that year. And, you know, after that, you know, without Carson Palmer, the offense wasn't nearly as good as it it had been all year. But still, it seemed like Marvin Lewis really underperformed and really underachieved with the the amount of talent and the players that he had in Cincinnati. Those Cincinnati teams were good, but it just seems like they they always seem to disappoint a little bit, you know, dropping out early in the playoffs. And and I know a lot of Detroit fans now are just like, oh, that's what we're just shooting. You know, we want to get we want to get back to getting to the playoffs. You're right, but there comes a point where just making the playoffs and losing the first round, it's just like, okay, you want a little more. It's to the point now, it's just like, I even want a little more now. I don't want to just get to the playoffs. I want to do some damage. I want deep playoff runs. I want great teams where teams fear them when they walk on the field. That's what I want. I, I just don't want, oh, we made the playoffs, got knocked down in the wild card round. Okay, congratulations. You, you, you had us for weeks, what, 18? Because they're going to 17 game season now. So, hey, thanks. Week 18, we had another week, but we could have done, you know, we could have done some more. We we could have, we could have had a better you know better team. We thought we had the talent to beat this team, and that's just kind of kind of how I feel with Marvin Lewis. I don't think he really gets the team over the hump. So once again, do your due diligence. Bring him in. You know, you know, talk to as many people as you want. I got it. I'm cool with that. But once again, this is another guy, kind of like the other two guys that I just named. I don't think I'm going to get all like 
jonesed up for and just feeling like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is, we're making the we're making deep runs with this guy as our coach. You know, I got I'm sure I'm sure he's a fine coach. I mean, really, but I mean, you you always talk about retreads. That guy is the definition of a retread coach right there. And like me and Derek talk, we're always looking for Detroit to be cutting edge, kind of be out in front of the curve for a change. And I don't think Marvin Lewis really does that. I, I, I just don't think he does that. Now, once again, I'm still, you know, you know, talking about Salah. I'd, I'd still really like to see him, him as a coach. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like Eric Bieniemy is gonna, gonna be coming here. But, uh, you know, the Lions have, you know, interviewed a number of people, and I'm sure, once again, I'm still the big proponent of, hey, please hire the GM first. Don't hire the coach first. Let the GM pick the coach, and then they're, they're tied together that way. Because if you put the coach first and the team goes sour, and then the GM's like, well, you gave me that guy. You wanted him first. You know, now I, I try to give him the guys you want. You know, as opposed to like, hey, this is the guy I wanted. And I think we just saw that, what uh, the Lions did, you know, with Bob Quinn. And here, you know, we, we want you to, we, we here's the coach, and we want you, we want you to keep this guy. You know, we, we, we like him. Um, you know, Jim Caldwell, he's a good coach, and we want you to keep him. But obviously Bob Quinn never wanted him and was looking for the easiest way to get rid of him so he could bring his own guy in. So, once again, just let the GM pick the coach. I mean, Lions have done their due diligence. They've interviewed so many people, and... Once again, I mean, it's more like a waiting game now. Once again, I, I, I still think if they're really high on Salah and Dobbs and Salah's getting the second interview with the Jets, I think you might have to jump now. Or if you're not, you're like, okay, we think you know Salah and X person are pretty much on the same playing field. You know, that's fine. And maybe you can wait at that point. And I'm okay with that. But um, please, you know, just let's see this one where I want to coach here and, you know, as many Lions fans want as well. You, you don't want to be doing this again in another three years. You don't want three more years of mediocre to crappy football. You know, we, we've we just had enough. And it's getting to the point now where, okay, I've seen this long enough. Okay, and everybody's like, well, go root for somebody else. No, I mean, like Derek says, I do get a little, I, get, I do get down on them. I do. I got it. I got it. Yep. And maybe you're tired of hearing me being down. You come to listen to Detroit Cooler and be pepped up. But there's a point where it's like seeing some of this talent on this team and what it hasn't done. You know, some of the guys that have missed in the draft, some of these free agent signings that have really hamstrung us now with where we're at with salary cap. And what, like $10 million in space is all we have. And there's so many holes on this team. It's, we we got to do something, you know, here, here really soon. And I, I don't know if this is one of those, hey, this is going to be a three, four-year turnaround. Hey, like I said, Cleveland, just a few years ago, owned 16. You know, Buffalo, a few years ago, wallowing in the desert. And they're they're back there doing some damage in the playoffs, knocking off some good teams. So that's what we're looking for here. You know, maybe not next year. Maybe in a couple of years they're, they're, they're really, you know, knocking on that playoff door, you know, playing some meaningful December games and getting us hyped up late December. It's like, hey, you know, you know, maybe instead of, oh, we need this, you know, just to be still considered as a playoff team, we need this win to, you know, hey, we're winning the division and we need a home playoff win. You know, we're looking for a home playoff game, so this is what we need to win for. That's what we're looking for, you know, as Detroit fans. We're, we're looking for more than just, you know, just being happy of getting to the playoffs. And I know baby steps you hear it, but, I mean, come on, man. We've A lot of us Lions fans have been around here for a while. You know, we're looking for something. Even, like, Derek. You can hear the frustration in Derek's voice listening to one of the show. He's been around, like, you know, you know, 12, 15 years. You know, he's you know starting to wonder. It's just like, when's this going to happen? When's this going to – hey – 
hey Matt, feel your pain, D. I feel you. Like you said, you know, come summer, you know, come the draft, come summer when training camp start back up. We're all going to be drinking the Kool-Aid again. You know, we'll be picking this team for 12, you know, 11 wins, even with a 17-game season. You know, that's what we're going to That's what we're gonna be asking for this team and hoping that turns around. So, once again, it's another important offseason. It starts with, you know, hiring the right GM and coach. And once again, we're all going to be drinking the Kool-Aid out there, you know, doing our best, hoping for this team, you know, go out there. And seems like a lot of teams in the division, you know, Aaron Rodgers, once again, he's getting long in the tooth. You know, I, I, you know, yeah, they got their, you know, Jordan Love at quarterback, and you know, there's there's some okay young talent there, but uh, still, I mean, I mean, I think they can be beat. Minnesota, I mean, everybody knows how I feel about Kirk Cousins. You know, you know, he ain't that great. You know, so still they got Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin Cook's the man, and they got some, you know, you know, Justin Jefferson at wide receiver, and the guy's a stud. Chicago, Chicago, they still got Mitch. And who knows what they're going to do. You know, hey, they made the playoffs with me at quarterback, but still, I'm still not, I still think the Bears are, they're not that great. So, uh, the Lions, you know, a couple moves here and there, they can be once again, you know, competing for, uh, you know, winning this division and uh, making the playoffs. And that's all really hoping for as Lions fans here. So, I'm going to keep drinking the Kool Aid. You know, me and Derek are still going to be bringing it to you. Big, you know, you know, heaping, you know, glasses of it, overflowing, you know. Hopefully, uh, you know, we get that coach and uh, GM here pretty soon. Then we can start focusing more on the draft, thinking maybe what direction they'd be maybe looking to take, you know, take this team. You know, complete overhaul, dump a l- bunch of people, or say, hey, we like, uh, like some of the stuff here. I think we can win with these guys now. So, um I know once they do those hires, me and Derek will be debating that. And, uh, you know, I know you guys will be loving to hear that when, uh, you know, what we're saying back and forth, you know, kind of giving it to each other. So, uh, once again, uh, if you like what you hear, you know, you know, you know, give us a like, you know, um, subscribe to us, tell your friends, you know, you know, leave a review, five-star review, you know, every little bit helps us, you know, hit us up on Twitter, you know, at, you know, at Derek Oakry or at Grifka DKC, or feel free to call and text the line at 989-272-3484. Once again, 989-272-3484. Um, once again, it's um, been really nice coming to you guys here on this Friday. Once again, another you know weekend of playoffs. You know, enjoy the games. And as always, everybody, drink it in, man. I'm out. Drink it in, man.